November 26th. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, through chapter 5, verse 14. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given gifts to each of you from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well, so that God's generosity can flow through you. Are you called to be a speaker? Then speak as though God Himself were speaking through you. Are you called to help others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then God will be given glory in everything through Jesus Christ. All glory and power belong to Him forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, because these trials will make you partners with Christ in His suffering. And afterward, you will have the wonderful joy of sharing His glory when it is displayed to all the world. Be happy if you are insulted for being a Christian, for then the glorious Spirit of God will come upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by His wonderful name. For the time has come for judgment and it must begin first among God's own children. And if even we Christians must be judged, what terrible fate awaits those who have never believed God's good news? And if the righteous are barely saved, what chance will the godless and sinners have? So, if you are suffering according to God's will, keep on doing what is right, and trust yourself to the God who made you, for He will never fail you. And now, a word to you who are elders in the churches. I, too, am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I, too, will share His glory and His honor when He returns. As a fellow elder, this is my appeal to you. Care for the flock of God entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your good example. And when the head shepherd comes, your reward will be a never-ending share in his glory and honor. You younger men, accept the authority of the elders, and all of you serve each other in humility. For God sets himself against the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and in His good time He will honor you. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about what happens to you. Be careful. Watch out for attacks from the devil, your great enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for some victim to devour. Take a firm stand against him, and be strong in your faith. 
Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. In His kindness, God called you to His eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. After you have suffered a little while, He will restore, support, and strengthen you, and He will place you on a firm foundation. All power is His forever and ever. Amen. I have written this short letter to you with the help of Silas, whom I consider a faithful brother. My purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that the grace of God is with you no matter what happens. Your sister church here in Rome sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet each other in Christian love. Peace be to all of you who are in Christ. This week's Bible Meditation, Ephesians 3, 20-21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. One of the most important features of growing spiritually is the presence of trials. You cannot grow without them. Now, I know you wish you could. Here's my brokenness. Take it from my hands. I need you. We all do. Today, I want to talk to you about trials the test of spiritual growth, the interruptions in life. Listen to what James says in James chapter 1, verse 2. War with myself, the lies that I tell begin to fade away. Count it all joy, my brethren. And all that is true. When you encounter various trials. The reality of trials, in fact, the necessity of trials, is absolutely critical to your moving to the next level of spiritual maturity. But here is the thing you have to know. All trials in the life of the believer, my brethren, are designed for the same thing. They all have the same goal. And that is to develop you spiritually. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, verse 3 says. And verse 4 says, let endurance have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The goal of all trials is to move you to spiritual maturity as reflected in the word perfect. The word perfect means to mature 
Trials are designed to help you grow up spiritually. Maturity is the process of having a life, the life of Christ, formed in you. In the same way a sculptor takes a block of marble and begins to chip away at it in order to create something, God uses trials to chip away at you in order to create the image of Christ in you. which is maturity. Trials are custom made. Your trial has your name on it. God knows what I need, what I can handle, how much I can take, and what he's desiring to do, and therefore like a good tale of measuring, he knows how to fit your trial to your spiritual needs. That is reached the level of spiritual maturity where we are responsible adult Christians and difficulty is a part of that process. When a goldsmith heats up gold to purify it, the question is, how does he know when it's ready? All goldsmiths use the same standard to know when the gold has been purified and it is ready. It is always when they see their reflection in it. God uses trials and he uses heat until he sees himself in you. Trials are designed to conform us to the image of Christ. Psalm 119, verses 81 through 96. I faint with longing for your, the Lord's, salvation. But I have put my hope in your word. My eyes are straining to see your promises come true. When will you comfort me? I am shriveled like a wineskin in the smoke, exhausted with waiting. But I cling to your principles and obey them. How long must I wait? When will you punish those who persecute me? These arrogant people who hate your law have dug deep pits for me to fall into. All your commands are trustworthy. Protect me from those who hunt me down without cause. They almost finished me off, but I refused to abandon your commandments. In your unfailing love, spare my life. Then I can continue to obey your decrees. Forever, O Lord. Your word stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation, as enduring as the earth you created. Your laws remain true today, for everything serves your plans. 
If your law hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. I will never forget your commandments, for you have used them to restore my joy and health. I am yours, save me, for I have applied myself to obey your commandments. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind on your decrees. Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limit. Proverbs chapter 28, verses 15 and 16. A wicked ruler is as dangerous to the poor as a lion or bear attacking them. Only a stupid prince will oppress his people, but a king will have a long reign if he hates dishonesty and bribes. <laughs>